Hey, welcome into episode 41 of the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon, and I am here with the Worth Brothers, Josh and Jordan. How are you guys doing? Doing great. What's up? Hey, what's uh, up, dude? Man, it feels good. Week 11, playoffs are just right around the corner for fantasy football. It's, uh, four it's weeks. crunch time. Crunch time. Three, three weeks, three weeks yeah. in some leagues, four weeks in other leagues. And I can't wait. I can't oh. wait. It is coming down to the wire. And it's now's the time, you know, we should, I think next week, uh, maybe on next like Saturday's episode, we should start, we should jump in a little bit into like that preparation for the playoffs as far as looking at, you know, matchups, defense matchups and things like that. I think that'd be a something we should kind of discuss a little bit more too. So it's definitely time to start looking ahead. It's not a bad time to store, you know, a couple defenses on your team, you know, because you're going to you're going to be past a lot of the bye weeks and things like that. So you can start preparing for for your team's matchups going forward. So it's definitely something to, to keep an eye on. So but uh, let's jump into the Thursday night recap. We had, uh, you know, the Titans 27 Packers 17 Packers just couldn't get it done again. Um, the Titans defense really just they're playing great again. I mean, this is just kind of what keeps this team alive, but I do got to give some credit to uh, Tannehill in that game. Um, you know, he played a, he played a pretty good game, but they, they held Henry. I wouldn't say in check cause he still had a pretty good day, 28 carries for 87 yards, but they kept his average, you know, yards per attempt down pretty low in that game. Um, he did throw for four yards and a touchdown he also had two receptions for 45 yards. So, you know, he looks – he's just Derrick Henry. I mean, he just does what Derrick Henry does. So 30 touches. Really back. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, you know, Traylon Burks, awesome. though, breakout game. Uh, best game we've seen out of him so far this season, seven for 111. That last play of the game, the 51-yard catch, kind of boosted that a little bit. But it was nice to see the involvement from him. Do you think this continues as the season goes on? Is he someone that interests you guys at all? I don't think he's reliably. Yeah. It's kind of a low passing volume team, but I think they're going to try and get him more and more involved. He was banged up early on in the season, had some issues in training camp. And so this is finally the first time we're seeing him like healthy and starting to play a lot of snaps and stuff. So I would look for a snap percentage to go up. I would think that the targets are going to, uh, you know, he might not always have like I don't think he's always gonna have seven receptions, and I think he had like ten targets or so. But yeah, he, he looked good. Um, he did it was it was finally the game that we got to see him his route running capability, and you know he he just he looks pretty good out there. I do like to see it, but like you said, it is a low passing volume team, so you don't really know how much you're gonna get out of him going forward. Um, long term though but yeah just going forward this year yes for sure yeah same he looked good and but i I think a lot of people you know uh, watched that game and thought that he didn't have to do too much to get that seven for 111 he got some wide open passes and then was tackled immediately like every time he got the ball um dude i i thought he looked pretty good and i i I think it's a nice show for what the future could hold so mm-hmm. uh, he only that. had eight targets. So yeah, you know, nice. there's, there's definitely room for improvement even there, but yep, 
Definitely like that. Uh, Austin Hooper caught two touchdowns. Wouldn't necessarily chase that. Um, it just kind of happened. Uh, the one touchdown from Derrick Henry, the jump pass to him, and then caught another one from Tannehill. Uh, Christian Watson proved me wrong. Um, I And me. You know, I don't know that I would have put him in my lineup, honestly, this week. Uh, I was worried that, you know, it was kind of a fluke last week. But uh, four for 48 and two touchdowns again. He has five touchdowns <laughs> in uh, the last two weeks. Leads the rookies now in in touchdowns this season, which is just crazy. But yeah, at the to same tag time, on to that, dude, uh, Devonte Adams has eight touchdowns this season and leads the league in touchdown receptions. So he had five in two games. He's already nipping at the heels. Yeah. And I, I mean, they don't have much else there. So, I mean, you got to see that he may continue to be a red zone threat and, you know, you could see another multi-touchdown game out of him next week just because of how big he is. <laughs> I think another one's due for Aaron Jones. I mean, I could see that too. Um, but, you know, as far as like keeping him in your lineup, it's going to be hard to bench Christian Watson now. Yeah, like I agree. You know, as far as a flex option goes, I don't I don't see him as like a guaranteed wide receiver two every week because the volume isn't necessarily there for him every week. Um, it was pretty low this week. I, I know he had his first two touchdowns were like two for 22 yards. Um so, you know, you're, it's kind of touchdown dependent, but when you don't have a lot else there, you could see something going there for him. So, well, and he's fast enough that, you know, he could, he could get it on a go route and have a really long touchdown. So he doesn't necessarily have to have the volume. If he's going to have red zone targets and deep targets, then, uh, you know, he's getting the, the most uh, fantasy positive targets there are. So that's, that's a good thing. Agreed. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's hop into the, the daily roundabout unless you guys got anything else on this game. Uh, no, do you guys think Gabe Davis is maybe a good comp for Christian Watson with the like red zone usage plus the deep threat potential? Yeah, I could see that. I definitely could. But at the same time, I think Watson's only going to gain more value because Gabe Davis still has to compete with Stefan Diggs. And like really honestly Watson's really only competing with Romeo Dobbs like when he comes back and so I think he's also competing with just a more stagnant offense too you're you're just not yeah yeah not on such an explosive team true yep there's more chances for a touchdown out of Gabe Davis than I think there is out of Christian Watson that that offense just doesn't look good um and realistically, the whole team just doesn't look good. Yeah, so. they suck right now. It's, it's I mean, it's crazy. it's crazy. It's not fun to watch either, man. No, it's like watching our teams play. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, man. We get to watch them play each other. <laughs> yeah, your team might have the same record as them next week. Yeah. Yay. Uh, four and seven. That's so awesome. Yeah, feels um, good, right? I wouldn't know. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's hop into the daily roundabout here. Uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both look like they're likely to play this week. That is huge for the Chargers. Three straight um, practices for both of them. Yes. I honestly, I know we talked about this um, a little bit in the last show about Mike Williams, but it's so hard not to start Mike Williams against Kansas City. He he averages like twenty point two fantasy points against Kansas City. 
Um, they need him. Oh, they need him bad. Uh, I, I think if if he ends up – if they both end up playing, that's going to bump Herbert up to a top 10 quarterback this week for me. Um, I just don't necessarily – The only thing that scares me is, uh, is Chris Jones on the defensive line there in Kansas City. Uh, Justin Herbert hasn't been great under pressure this season, and he's been just dumping it off to Eckler when he's feel, feeling pressure, and I think they're going to get to him. So, But I think Keenan Allen will help with that. Like I Keenan so. Allen's their quick, you know, route. And I, I think I think it will help him. I, I I like I like what this game could be, and it could be very fun for us to watch. It was flexed into the Sunday night game, so we get to watch it. Um and I'm pretty excited to watch this game. So uh Kyler Murray is gonna be a game time decision Monday night. It I've I've heard like back and forth on this one whether or not he's gonna play, he's not gonna play. It's the coach like talked about. Um we uh we hope that they're both ready, as in him and uh McCoy. So it's like we don't know necessarily who's gonna be the starting quarterback at all. Um Well Colt Colt McCoy was upgraded to, to fully healthy. Oh, okay. So, so that's he's good, news. good to go if Kyler is not. And that's good news just for the team. I mean, he's not a bad backup at all. Like, you know, no. he, he's fine for all the fantasy options that you're going to be playing in that game. So, and if you're in a two uh, QB league and you have Kyler as one of your QBs, you may have had the opportunity to pick up Colt McCoy. Yeah. You know, and you can feel safe starting him. Yeah. So you could do a lot worse. It's, it's a really tough matchup going against San Francisco, but I mean, if you in a two QB league, you don't have a lot of other options. So for sure, I would not start them in a one QB league, though, at all. Avoid that in a two um, QB league. I'm hoping that Kyler doesn't play so that I can start Colt McCoy, because otherwise I will be super flexing James Cook. But in uh in in both of the other leagues, the one QB leagues, I have Kyler. So, oh no, that's yeah, tough. Right now, like right now, I've got um, Jared Goff in instead of Kyler in Dynasty, and I've got uh, Marcus Mariota in League of Record. It can be worse, but that's tough. Rolling the so, dice. Yeah, yep. I, I can't wait till Monday night to find out, and a lot of people probably can't either. So, like, either you, you have... need to get Colt McCoy and risk that playing Colt McCoy against the Niners, or you need to go pick somebody up off waivers and play them instead. Or if you can, like, stash Jimmy G, um, and if Kyler doesn't go, you could pivot to Jimmy G in that Monday night game. There you go. So, you know, that's something that I would look into in a lot of your leagues as well. So um, Josh Allen is officially off the injury report. So, so much for whatever he had going on. He's good to go. Um, Good news for them. We don't even know if we're going to have that game, though, uh, at this point, honestly. If it does happen in Detroit, then Josh Allen will play in it. Yes. Uh, If they can figure out how to get the players out of the city to the game. Um, I, I don't understand why the logistics of all that, why they didn't pull all the players out when they knew they were moving the game, but that's just me. I, I mean, I, I think I it's just probably something that happens where like 
they don't necessarily have everything lined up for all of those players to stay somewhere and they can't tell them, hey, you have to go to this city and then not have something lined up. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy to me. But um, Juju's also officially been ruled out for Sunday. Man. We saw that coming. <laughs> Give me a break. We're t- you know, we're talking about a bunch of like NFL players. Like they, you know, multi-millionaires. Like, yeah, well, exactly. That's what they're not going to sleep on a bus, dude. Like they got to have somewhere to be. Yeah, but you know how many nice hotels they could just call up and be like, "Hey, we've got you know these players coming into town. Let's do it." You not know? only that, but like it, you know, even in an emergency situation, you're talking about a bunch of NFL players who know a bunch of other NFL players. You're going to an NFL city with a bunch. You know, it's like. These yeah. things can be arranged and it, I guess, I but know. it could take more than three days. They're not, they're not going <laughs> to cancel the game though. They'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I heard people were like, Oh, why don't they play on Tuesday? Well, they can't play on Tuesday because you know, Buffalo or Buffalo. Uh, the, yeah. The bills turn around and they play on Thursday against the Detroit lions in Detroit. So it's like, okay, you know, you can't really push the game past, you know, Sunday because they have to turn around and play on Thursday. So I don't know. That's going to be – it's going to be interesting to see how all this plays out. Um, but uh, Juju has been officially ruled out for Sunday. We kind of saw that coming. So, um, you know, obviously we talked Kadarius Tony smash play. Devontae Adams is questionable, and it's uh, looking worse and worse as yeah, the man. week has gone on. He's been um, limited all week. I am terrified of that. Like I, yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. I mean, as a Bronco fan, I wouldn't mind it as a fantasy owner of Devonte Adams. I'm trembling. Uh, so that's tough. Um, Zeke is expected to play uh, this week. Are you guys all like ready to throw him back in your lineup this week with, you know, going up against Minnesota? Yeah, I am. The last two times he played, he was an RB 12. It was the RB 12. So, yeah, yeah, I think he's a good play. I mean, he 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 gets all their red zone carries anyways. So, you know, there's a good chance he falls into the end zone this week at least once. So and he makes that offense so much better. Yes. Yeah. The Even the the pass blocking, everything that was that's probably my biggest like knock on Tony Pollard is his pass blocking is so bad. Yeah. And it really does hinder that offense when he can't, you know, blocked very well so um and then some other players that are all good to go that have been cleared uh deandre hopkins cole commit uh justin jefferson aj brown and devonta smith are all good to go ready to go in your lineup so um there wasn't a lot of worry for a lot of those players uh i think the hopkins one was the one that kind of worried me the most because he had that hamstring injury last year but it sounds like everything's good to go for them and the cardinals pass catchers just can't catch a break so it would fit have we heard anything on uh, Hollywood? Is is he clear? Well, he was expected to play. I think he's going to play. Okay. I, yeah. I, I know they haven't like officially announced it, but I, I've been watching him. I watched some stuff on him practicing and he looks really good. He looks like he's ready to go. So, yeah. Well, now we're going to jump into a segment. We're just going to kind of talk about the trade deadline. I know a lot of leagues, the trade deadline is, you know, this Sunday or possibly next weekend, depending on when your playoffs start. Um, we had a couple of trades go down. Uh, Josh here was actually involved in both of these. Um, these are both dynasty trades that we had happen. Uh, the first one was Jamal Williams for Kenneth 
Kenny Gainwell and a 2023 second. The real um, Kenny G. Yeah, a mid mid to late second. Um, but you know, Josh, obviously we know you like these trades. So um, you know, what what was your I guess let's get your insight into what made you decide to go after Jamal Williams, you know, and give up what you gave up. Well, I like Jamal Williams for the rest of this season. I'm in win-now mode. I'm trying to, to take it this season. And uh, I think Jamal Williams is much more likely to make it into my lineup than Kenny Gainwell is. And that 2023 second, I'm hoping, is you know the last pick of the second round and isn't going to be all that costly to me in the future. Yeah. It wasn't your own 2023 second. Oh, right. <laughs> either way it's it was a mid to late like you said though it's not gonna be all that all that i think goes. it was i think it was yeah, johnson's I and i think right. he'll make the playoffs but he so it should end up being a mid a mid 23 second so yeah, either way it's not gonna be an early second i'm not gonna yeah. be you know stressing about it too bad i have other picks in this draft so and like you said you're 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 trying to compete um right this this season yeah, uh, and I like Kenny Gainwell as a you know future prospect. He was someone I was excited to have on my dynasty squad, but at the same time, like I said, this year he's probably not going to make it onto my lineup unless there's an injury in Philly. So, yeah, definitely. I liked this trade a lot for Josh. I think uh, you know Jamal Williams was a nice running back depth piece for him to add, like to upgrade Kenneth Gainwell, Kenny Gainwell into Jamal Williams was was a good move for his squad, how it's built, and just. Uh, like he has good running backs. He's got Austin Eckler and and some other guys there, but just Aaron Jones. Yeah, but having an, another guy behind those two to really solidify things if something happens to one of those guys, or uh, you know, or if they have a really tough matchup that you're not confident playing them in the you know, or or even just as as a flex play, we've got two flexes in that league. So I thought this was a smart play. Yeah, I liked this trade for you. Um, you know, the, the 23 second was enticing to, you know, Ritter who you traded it to. And I think that was a, what was able to get this trade done. Cause I don't know that he necessarily would have given up Jamal Williams, you know, without that 23 second. Um, Cause he is a rebuilding team, but you know, I like Jamal Williams for your team, especially, you know, going into the playoffs. Um, I thought, I thought it was a really good trade. I, I really do. The second one that you were involved in, I'm a little less excited about for you. I, I see sure. why you did it, but um, it was Christian Kirk and Isaiah Likely. That's who you received uh, for David Montgomery, Jerry Judy, and a 24 third. Um, yeah, and who knows where that's going to end up? Yeah, we don't know where that one's going. <laughs> um, this one's interesting to me. Uh, yeah, so I know, yeah, what, know, what Montgomery's going to be a feature back for the rest of this season. Um, he wasn't someone that I was like super eager to move on from, but he has been filling my flex position. And I think Christian Kirk represents a higher upside for the rest of this season. That's really what it comes down to. And then I, I like Isaiah Likely as a long-term tight end prospect. And uh, I have Darren Waller in this league where now he's out for the season. Um, my other tight ends are Gerald Everett, who's now, you know, catching injury designations every week. And uh, Austin Hooper, who just had two touchdowns, but he's never going to, you know, get in my he's, lineup. Yeah. So I, I, as far as a dynasty trade goes, though, like I get, you know, 
the Broncos offense has been down a little bit. You know, Jerry Judy's been he's been up and down. Uh so he's tough to have like, you know, set in your lineup. He's injured again right now. David Montgomery is interesting to me. I was surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised that you pulled that you did the trade this week because obviously our trade deadline is this week. But um it was like it, you, the best matchup like for him is this week, you know? Right. And, yeah, that's part of why I thought I could get it done. I actually traded him to the Khalil Herbert owner. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it really comes down to, I don't know what's going to happen with David Montgomery over the next few years. He was someone I was kind of trying to unload off of my roster. I know that this year he's going to be utilized pretty heavily, but like I said, I think Christian Kirk is too. So I don't think I'm losing a a spot too much there. And then the Jerry Judy thing just really is, it's unfortunate, you know, but I want to win this year. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I Kirk's it. a significant upgrade from Jerry Judy, and I think he's. You're probably right that he's a better, a uh, uh, better flex play week to week than David Montgomery for the rest of the season. Um, you know, I think it's quite a bit to give up for Christian Kirk, but if you know, but we we've discussed this, and we we pretty much believe in Christian Kirk that you know he's he's a top ten wide receiver right now, and especially based on the volume and based on Trevor Lawrence has been playing pretty pretty well this year he's he's likely to continue doing that we've seen him we saw him produce in arizona he's a good wide receiver so uh, he's you would know you, would you have still done this if you wouldn't have done the jamal williams trade actually this was something i aimed to do separately from the jamal williams trade and they both ended up going through almost like back to back okay um, I'm curious if you like were willing to unload David Montgomery because you acquired Jamal Williams. I was going to acquire another running back basically regardless. <laughs> okay. I was, I, I had more op, you know, options laid out that I was going to send out to people. Um, I've been trying to wheel and deal and make trades like crazy, but before this deadline, um, me too, but none of mine have gone through. Yeah, so that's all my I, question to you guys. Why haven't you been able to get anything done? <laughs> because that's I just need question. one. I need one wide receiver. Like that's really <laughs> all that my team is missing right now. Is that's 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 uh, the problem. That whole league, everybody is like missing one wide receiver, and Jeff owns all the awesome wide receivers, and. He he will not. He's fighting me. Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody's offering him what he deserves to get for those guys, and that's you know that's probably the main reason. Like, and what Jeff needs is a solid, dependable running back, and hey, I offered it's like really, on the table, really hard to give those up right now. So I I offered Camara, um, in two different versions of trades. One there there was Camara. So I offered Kamara, Ayuk, and a twenty-three third for AJ Brown or Amon Ross St. Brown, and he denied both. Uh, here's the thing I about had... Kamara, though he represents an entire year of nothing next year. He's also a rebuilding team, though, so he could shift. Yeah, Kamara. He could he's move Kamara. The playoffs. This year. He is going to make, and he could use Kamara in the playoffs. But what I'm saying is, is he could move Kamara to a team next season too, you know? Well, uh, we don't know what Kamara is going to be when he's 28 years old or whatever. And you can't get a guy a expecting you're going to be able to trade him in the future. That's not yeah. always how things I, work out. Unfortunately, so. Kamara's yeah. dynasty value is like the lowest it's ever been. Yeah. 
I think I made an offer with Josh Jacobs trying to get Amon Ross St. Brown. I couldn't get that done, but I wasn't. Jacobs scratching and clawing his way back to dynasty value. Everybody was out. But I don't know that he is because he doesn't have a team next year and he doesn't have a contract. I know what you mean, man. It's it's a little sketchy, so but it's he's almost, also it's almost similar to the Camara situation. You no, know, because, because he actually has a, a likelihood of playing in the league next year. But what if he ends up as a backup running back to somebody next year and doesn't have the same? You really value think that... Josh Jacobs is going to be the second fiddle hey. on another team? Even if he's a backup to start the season, that's still better than being suspended to start the season. He'll be accruing fantasy points for your team. So I'm not that's... I'm not saying you're wrong, but what I'm saying is is like we're trying to trade for the the receivers that we're trying to get. You're right. Both the running backs that we're offering are not on the same tier exactly. as right. those two guys. For sure. Like, you know, uh, one and... more thing about Jacobs versus Camara too. Jacobs is like two years younger. Yes. But we I was don't considering I, I get that, but we don't know where Jacobs is going to go. Like we don't like name a spot next year where he could sign where he still has good value besides the Raiders. Does, well, I don't know. Is the Saints a good spot we next don't, year? We, we don't know that the Raiders won't re-sign him. We don't that know what well the Raiders happen. are going to do. In two years, the Saints could be the worst team in the NFL. Well, they're I don't know. This year. <laughs> right that's what i'm saying like they don't have a quarterback we don't know who that's going to be next year yeah I, I i get it i'm just saying like they they have like as far as dynasty value goes like they're they're very similar like i bet they're pretty close right now on keep trade cut yeah. i'm curious i, I would be curious to see where they are i could i'll, I'll pull it up them. okay okay um, i think but, you're, you're yeah, probably right are, those are, you know, I mean, I don't mind my, I mean, obviously I have Devonte Adams, so I'm not like terribly desperate at wide receiver. I was just looking for, you know, my other wide receivers. I have Gabe Davis, I have um, Cortland Sutton, and I have Michael Pittman. Um, Jacobs is about 300 points ahead of Camara right now in Dynasty Value. Oh, that's real yeah. close. Yeah. And Jacobs is 24, Camara is 27, so he's three years younger, which is probably a big big factor there you know and it's also a big factor in the potential of him actually getting a contract somewhere next year 24 years old is still pretty pretty young yeah he's like Najee harris age yeah Najee harris is older yeah like a month older or something um you know i going into the season i thought my wide receivers were (laughs) i thought i was looking really good same Uh, but you know, yeah, Sutton eleven weeks will punch you right in the face, man. Yeah, Sutton hasn't lived up to what we expected. Um, I mean, he's getting the targets and stuff, just not getting the touchdowns. Uh, same thing with Pittman. Um, Ayuk's coming around. Uh, I don't mind Ayuk right now. I mean, he's you know averaging about eight targets a game recently, uh, getting around eighty yards. Uh, he's had some real good games, so nothing too crazy. But that's just mainly why I haven't pulled off any trades. Is I've I don't want to give up any of my top tier running backs that I have because I am in win now this year. I mean, I'm sitting in first and I want to win. So that's, that's where it is for me. And honestly, the other teams that I would probably pull off trades with are you two and Zach, and we're all competing to try and win it. So it's hard to pull off those trades with those teams. So, yeah, Yeah. I I think another factor might be, you, you don't have a lot of draft capital right now. Do you? 
Oh God, no. Yeah, it's it's really hard for you to trade with. Like I have some capital, so I can kind of make some offers to these rebuilding teams. Yeah, I have like three total picks left. Um, So do do you guys like the strategy of like, hey, if you're in third place right now and it's the the trade deadline, go trade away some of these picks and try to bolster your team to make a a run for the championship? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think so yeah, too. I, it's always better to win now than to like hope you're gonna be awesome in the future. Like go go win this year if you got a chance. If you're in you know in playoff contention and you can go pull off a trade, moving future picks for something that makes your team better now and gives you a better chance at winning the championship, go do it. Go do it immediately. Be, let's be real. We have no idea what these rookies next year if they're even gonna be as good as we think they are. There's been yep. plenty of busts that have gone in the first round. Look at CEH. Okay. He went ahead of Jonathan Taylor and, you know, those guys. And you could mess up the draft, but, or you could get a surefire guy that's going to help you try and win it this year. You know, that's the way I look at it. That's the way. I mean, I took over this dynasty team and, yeah, I probably went too far as far as like <laughs> I, I I mortgaged everything. I mean, I did. I you know I wanted to I wanted to compete right away, and I had fun with it. And I'm competing, and you know it is what it is. But it's not the typical dynasty rebuild that you see out of you know a lot of people. But um, you know I, I I liked some of the pieces that I had to to build a team around it, and I made that choice and. You know, so if you can if you can do that and you have people that are likely to miss the playoffs and they have some aging guys, go after them, you know, before your deadline is there. So you know, and by aging guys, I mean guys that are still relevant this year, but their dynasty values, you know, going down a little bit, especially at the running back position, you know. Look mm-hmm. at trying to acquire, you know, a Derrick Henry or a Dalvin Cook or Dalvin something. Cook, from, yeah, definitely. You know, from those guys that um, are Jordan. make the playoffs. <laughs> I looked. I looked. I'm I'll keep looking, but I don't I don't know. It'd be All tough. Right. And we'll talk about it later. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's talk about flex, baby. Let's talk about flex, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. All right. So let's just jump into a few players here that um, you know, are possible flex options. You know, you could lean one way or the other. Um, and you know, let's, let's jump into the first one and talk about, uh, the Atlanta Falcons running back position, uh, Cordell Patterson, Tyler Algier and, uh, Caleb Huntley. Um, you know, which would you flex any of them? Yeah. Are you confident in Patterson now? I would flex, I think Patterson and Algier, honestly, and then bench Huntley. I don't want to touch him, but they seem to both be getting work and the passing volume isn't there. Um, they're going up against the Bears who ha- used to be able to guard against the run and haven't been able to lately. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I think, I think think Patterson will be back. I think he'll bounce back. He had a rough week last week, but I think he'll be fine. I don't know what the game plan was there, but um, I, and I think they have confidence in Algier too. I, I think you'd be okay flexing both. If you had to choose between those two, like if they were both on your team because you picked up Algier when Patterson went down, which one are you more confident in starting? I think Algier. 
I think I'm on the same page because Algier seems like he's going to see more volume. They like to give Patterson those valuable red zone touches. They and do. Stuff, but that didn't materialize last week. And so, you know, it's possible that, you know, uh, I mean, Algier could score from further out and negate that possibility completely. So it's. Yeah, I feel the I'm, same I'm way. With you guys. Mm-hmm. I think he's Go more likely volume. to have 100 yards and yeah. hopefully he'll get a touchdown too. Yep, definitely. All right, what about uh, Darnell Mooney? Um, you know, he's an interesting choice, you know, this week. That offense is looking a little bit better. We've seen Mooney get a little bit involved, not necessarily seeing the touchdowns going his way. But are you – I don't want to say confident, but where are you as far as flexing him? Do you see him as a top 24 wide receiver this week? No. I don't uh, either, but I, it's it, straddling twenty four. Like, <laughs> just, so you see, just you see him that. above top thirty. Yeah. Okay. I'd say top thirty, probably. I would, in deeper leagues, I'm definitely interested in flexing him. In you know, in in shallower leagues, if you don't have better options, you might have to. But he, like, so there's not a lot of volume there, and. It seems like the volume that is there is going Komet's way right now. We, we could see a bit, you know, we could always see a shift in that. You never know. Like, it could all of a sudden things be like that could Chase shift. Claypool next week. I don't know what's going to happen with the Bears. Well, let's talk about the, like two guys we have on here because I'm curious where your gauge lands with like Garrett Wilson and Jacoby Myers. Those two defenses are playing each other, and then you've got Mooney, you know, going up against Atlanta. Yeah, I think I would. Mm, I think I'd rather play Garrett Wilson or Jacoby Myers over over Mooney right now. Yeah, so for, for me, it goes Jacoby, Garrett Wilson, Mooney. I, like th- those are the three. I feel the me. same way, but then I feel like that's almost dumb because this game could end six to ten, and that's like not going to happen in the Bears Atlanta game, right? True, but. Um, this is hold on here. The the last time that Jacoby played against the Jets this season, um, let me see. I, I I was looking at this earlier. Um, he had one of his better games of the season. Uh, nine receptions on thirteen targets for sixty yards and a touchdown. Nice. Yeah, and that was nice. the last time Jacoby played the Jets. So. You know, he he he's seeing, you know, really good volume, uh, eight targets. And then he had two weeks in a row with only four targets and two targets. He did catch a touchdown in one of those games, but then he had 13 and six last week. So, you know, Jacoby's getting the targets. That's why I'm that's why I have him the highest. I agree. He's the guy I'm most confident in. I think Garrett Wilson probably has the most upside if the Jets can figure out a way to get things going against his Patriots offense. I'm not very confident in that, but uh, yeah. you know we've we've seen how explosive he can be. So uh, if they can get him going, he's he's a guy I'd be interested in flexing. But Mooney is yeah definitely below those two. Okay, um, Gus Edwards and Kenyon Drake. Uh, they're 13 and a half point favorites. Actually, I think the line moved. They were 13 and a half point favorites. Um, where are you on those two? I don't mind having either of them in my lineup. 
Okay. I'm worried about starting Drake. I think Gus is the play since it sounds like he's going to be back. We saw when he came back previously, he took over like a huge share of this backload. So I think he backfield. Sorry. So I think he's the the guy that will have the the largest share there, and I'd be most interested in him. But I worry and a little about Kenyon Drake. They, they are needing, still 13 point favorites, and yeah, it's a 41 and a half over under. They'd need that uh, that over or they'd they'd need that uh points margin to materialize i think for Kenyon drake to be valuable they'd need to you know have the ability to just really run and run and run throughout the fourth quarter in order for him to get enough volume for it to matter uh you know it's possible they'll use him more in a pass catching role so it's possible he could like catch a touchdown or something um really random early on in the game but i think we're gonna see a lot of gus edwards early on in this game Okay, these next two guys. I'm, oh, do you have something on this uh, one? I just think that uh, this this Ravens team is eyeing the future and trying to make a deep run in the playoffs this year. I think they're going to split this backfield pretty evenly, and Drake, like you said, will get the uh, you know the passing work out of the backfield. So, yeah, that's my reasoning. I think I can. I think they can both end up being top, you know, fifteen RBs. I think that's pretty high, but. That's just me, but I'd put I mean, Gus in the top fifteen two weeks I'd, ago. Yeah, I'd be hesitant to put Kenyon Drake there, but I'd put Gus there for sure. Yeah, I'm 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 higher on Gus as well. Um, so, okay, these next two guys, I'm really curious about because to be honest, I wouldn't flex either one. Um, DJ Moore with Baker starting, and then Devin Duvernay, and you've got Mark Andrews returning. Um, and you could likely, well, you could see Isaiah likely more, uh, you could likely <laughs> see likely, um, I'd like would, that. Would you, would, <laughs> would you start either one of them? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't feel confident in either one. No, personally. I can't. Yeah. Like, I'd be more confident in Duvernay than I would in DJ Moore. Would you be more confident in, in like either of them than Kenyon Drake? Duvernay. Yeah, Duvernay. Yeah, that's what not I was DJ Moore. Too. I'm not confident in DJ Moore. I'm not all. playing no, DJ Moore either. at all. No way. With Baker no. at under center, you can. Yeah, yeah. I'm washing my hands of DJ Moore right now. Yeah, my yeah. I I don't like it. Okay, let's go I into. Don't like the... it. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> no, it's fighting me. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, it's not going to be my guaranteed touchdown of the week. I can tell you that. Um, Tommy Chapel though. I do have a guaranteed touchdown of the week in this flex talk. Tommy Tremble's scoring this week. I want you no, guys to know that. No, he's not. Yeah, yes. Uh, Singletary, Hines, and Cook. Uh, to me, the only one of those is Singletary. Same. Yeah. He's the only one I'd play. Except you that... might have to play Cook. <laughs> yeah, I might. But I'm not. <laughs> that's That's a rough situation. If you're in that situation, I feel for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's possible that we could see things start to shift in Buffalo to James Cook, but we haven't seen that materialize at all yet. So there's no way I'm playing him in any situation where it's not like, oh, I totally have to in this really deep dynasty league where I have tons of people who are injured and tons of people on by and it's just a, a terrible, terrible time. Uh, yeah. Singletary, I'm not all that confident in. You know, the they Me just either. they They're don't run the favorites, ball. But, 
Yeah, they're heavy favorites, but they don't run it, and Josh Allen's healthy. So Yeah, they just don't. Yeah, only Josh Allen runs the ball. They just, like, Singletary started that last game so good, and then they just, you know, they part of why they lost, I think, is because they just stopped running the ball, and it's because they hate it. They hate running the ball. They think it's really lame that it's old school and that old school stuff is stupid. And then yeah. they, you know, they want to throw and throw and throw and throw and then occasionally have Josh Allen do that new school quarterback thing where he takes off running down the field because everybody's looking the other way and chasing receivers. So I, I get it. How you really it's feel. fun. Look, run the ball. <laughs> run the ball. There are times in football, like, it, I get that it's not exciting and that it's not explosive, but, like, it, it can be if you get good at it, you know, yeah. do better. That's all I'm well, saying. They, they just don't have the running back that they feel confident in. But. I know. Right, they should have drafted Brees Hall. Oh, that would have been so disgusting. You think they draft um, one this coming year? I think they have yes, to. Yes, I do. I, I think do, they I absolutely do. have to go get somebody in the first or second round who they actually think can carry the ball 20 times a game. No way, yeah. dude. Just watch. They're going to end up with Kareem Hunt, and they're going to give him like three opportunities a game. They're, so, so they're gonna draft a first out. round wide receiver and just open things up even more. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, what about uh, I'm gonna skip a few of these, but we're gonna let's go with the I, I like the Amari Cooper Donovan Peoples Jones. I was I was completely out on Amari Cooper, but now they're in a neutral spot. Can you start Amari Cooper this week? No. <laughs> okay, good. I can't. You can't. You, you can't. I just, I, I just wanted no, to see. No, not against this Bills D. I would. I actually yeah. have him in a lineup, but my other option is like Curtis Samuel. Do you guys feel comfortable starting Curtis no. Samuel? I don't. I think in that situation, maybe I'd go Cooper just because the floor may be just as low for both of them, but the upside's certainly on Cooper. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What about like. Uh, I mean, Kareem Hunt or DeAndre Carter are like my other two options. Man, so, Cooper, Cooper, yeah, Cooper's yeah, the one that sucks. Um, it's okay. Rough. You're just hoping that he, I mean, has one of his blow up weeks. They happen sometimes in weeks you don't expect Cooper, but usually Cooper does well against bad coverage and struggles against elite coverage. The Bills are banged up in the secondary, so he's got a shot. Yeah. So we talked a little bit already about Paris Campbell and stuff. So I'm going to jump, keep going. It doesn't sound like Wandale is going to start this week. So Slayton's a pretty interesting, sneaky play this week. He's um, in my flex in our dynasty league right now. I think he is yeah. a, a nice floor play at least, right? Yeah. I like I, Slayton. I, I, yeah. I like Slayton this week. Um, now let's talk a little bit about the uh, Rams and Saints game. We've got, you know, Henderson. Allen Robinson, Ben Skoranek, and Alave. You know, Alave hasn't had the greatest weeks since Andy Dalton's taken over, but it's hard to take him out of your lineup. I think you're flexing him no matter what. But I'm curious on the Ben Skoranek and Allen Robinson. Which of those two would you guys lean? I think we talked about this a little bit the other day, but I, I think I would go Skoranek. I'm I'm still totally out on Allen Robinson. Yeah, Jordan and I are on the same page. He's going to proves me different. Yeah, and I like even if he had a big game this week, I still wouldn't be confident next week because he's shown me for so long exactly what he's doing. Like I'd need to see at least two weeks straight out of him before I would even consider flexing him because he's just he's not there. Yeah, 
I think the Saints, I think both these D-lines are going to be the story of this game, and it's going to be really low scoring, and you're not going to be happy if you play pretty much anybody. Yeah. Is it? Can you play Henderson, or is there any running back for the Rams you would play at all? I'd rather not. Right not. not until we see something different. Okay, we got um, like Melvin Gordon, Chase Edmonds, Latavius Murray coming up. Would you play any of them over Henderson? I wouldn't play any of the four. Ugh. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Latavius Murray, Gordon, and Edmonds have a decent matchup against the Ra- Raiders, and I still would not start any of those three, and I wouldn't start any of the Rams running backs. Didn't Matt like, Ryan have a 36-yard run on us? Yeah, but if I was going to choose any of them, any of them, maybe Melvin Gordon. Yeah. That would, that would be my choice of those four. At least we've seen him have success before. <laughs> and he gets to play the Raiders. So, so he could fall into the end zone. He could like fall he into could. the end zone. He's but so good Latavius Murray. And that's where like that's where I kind of like am scared and I would avoid the backfield because you just don't know which of those two is gonna get the goal line carry the one time we get to the goal line. So, well, I will Chase say this scored on like a fifth of his carries or something like that. <laughs> I will say this. If you get to the goal line, either running back will score because the Raiders have had one goal to go stop the entire season. Okay. I like, I like that. Okay. So So. it's possible if Russ can do enough to get them down inside the 10, one of those running backs is punching it in the end zone or maybe he'll just throw it to your tight end. It'll be a trick play. Cortland Sutton will throw the ball to Greg Dulcich in the end zone. (laughs) (laughs) I would be perfectly fine with that. Perfectly fine with that. <laughs> that's yeah. dude, that's such a good call. I'm starting both of them. Watch it so, happen. Yeah. If I call that, dude. Um, it almost makes okay. me want to switch Cortland Sutton into your DFS lineup in the in the SmackDown later. He's already in it. <laughs> yo, yo, he's in mine too. <laughs> You're not passing that up, dude. Yeah. Six thousand right. for a guaranteed wide receiver one. Please. Yeah. Okay. These next two I want to talk about, but I'm going to throw a third in there. I'm going to throw Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and Tyler Boyd. Um, I already went out on the limb here and said this was going to be Deontay's week. You did. Uh, I I think you can start Deontay this week. I know that sounds freaking crazy, and I'm probably going to catch a lot of hate for this one, but I'm I, I like Deontay this week. I'm still confident in Pickens um, just because I think he'll get the passing volume and like he will not passing volume, but he'll get the yards because of how just what he can do. Um, And especially in a PPR, I really like Deontay Johnson, Uh, but I really, really like Tyler Boyd. I think he is a smash play. I think you should have him in your lineup. Um, I agree. That is my guaranteed touchdown of the week. I think Tyler Boyd is almost a must start. Like he's scoring a touchdown. Find this week. a way to get him in your lineup this week. Actually, oh, that's two I did this week. I guaranteed Greg Dulcich. You guaranteed Greg Dulcich, yeah. All right, well, I'm two guaranteeing a Tyler touchdown Boyd touchdown guarantees, y'all. Yeah, it's it, it right there. I'm saying it. They're both scoring this week. I would go Boyd so, Pickens Deontay. I'm with you. I am actually with you on that too, but. In in a full PPR, I would go Boyd, Deontay, Pickens. I would week. start Deontay over a lot of the guys that we've talked about so far. But I wonder about like 
Garrett Wilson, Jacoby Myers, that level. I would start Deontay over gonna... Garrett Wilson and Mooney, but not Jacoby Myers. I think I, I think I'm at about the same spot. I think I'd rather start Jacoby Myers. I think I'd rather start Johnson over Mooney, but not over Wilson or Myers. It's hard to take Myers out of your lineup. Like it really just the volume is there, and they like to use him. Um, they so, don't have great yeah, other options, and yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Josh Palmer. If Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are back, is Josh Palmer out? For you then? Not in my two QB league. <laughs> bro, bro, you are down so bad at that. If you're healthy, so you're in, baby. Let's go. Dude, that's how it is for my team right now, too. It is gross. Shoot, that is the funniest thing ever. Uh, Jarvis Landry's no, been seeing time in my lineup. It's not good. Oh, man. Yikes. That's that's rough. Um, <laughs> but I, I like, in all honesty, um, I think I'm I'm pretty low. I don't even see him finishing as a top 36 wide receiver if those two play. Yeah, with both of them playing, I'm I don't think there's a whole you're basically hoping he catches a touchdown. He's a big target, so that's still possible and he sh- he should still be probably the the fourth most utilized target on this team behind Eckler and those two wide receivers, but um, Yeah. You know, and we we've seen in the past Josh or I'm sorry Justin Herbert throw a ridiculous amount. Uh, they're playing the Chiefs. You know, it could be a high scoring like bonanza. So uh, I it's you know crazier things have happened. I wouldn't be confident in them though. You're just it's a boom bust play. A hundred percent. So. All right. Um, well, I think it is now time for the DFS SmackDown. See that, guys? I hit the right alarm this time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So last week's results, uh, Jordan smacked everybody. Woo! It was a SmackDown. His first win of the season, 151.28. Uh, I came in second with 117.58. And uh, Josh bringing up the rear and back way in third place, seventy four point four four points. Uh, that's Thanks a, to a that's donut and some other unfortunate plays. And my wonderful swap to Russ worked. Uh, <laughs> I don't even think Tua actually saved your lineup this week. So nope. Uh, yeah, Russ did but, get a touchdown though. Russ did get a touchdown. Tua kind of killed my lineup by not passing to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle enough. Yes, so. that is true. All right, well, let's hop into uh, this week's lineups. Uh, Jordan, who are you starting at quarterback? I am starting Daniel Jones for 5,700. I like that. He was in my other lineup that I did not choose, so I like Home that. Home against Same. Detroit, baby. Let's go. Yeah, Vanilla Vic's going on. Vanilla off. Vic. <laughs> <laughs> uh josh who do you got i got justin fields for 7600 trying okay. to ride that lightning Woo. i am going to ride that as well this week i have justin fields at 7600 he got so much more expensive i have my other lineup has him but i i decided to go with this one i have a feeling mine and josh's lineups are very similar considering he said sutton's in it too so 
Um, okay, Jordan, running backs, who do you got? I took Cordero Patterson, 6,200, and Miles Sanders, 6,900. Okay, very nice. Uh, Josh? I got Saquon at 8,900 and Cordero Patterson at 6,200. I also have Saquon Barkley at 8,900, but I have Brian Robinson Jr. at 5,300 going up against Houston. All All right. right. Uh, Jordan, let's hear the three wide receivers. So I got Stefan Diggs, 8,300. And then I went cheap at my other two. I got Ben Skoranek, 3,900, and Darius Slayton, 5,000. Okay. All right. Uh, I went Josh? ahead and got Gabe Davis at 6,300, Cortland Sutton at 6,000, and Paris Campbell at 4,300. Oh, nice. Gosh. I like that. Dang. Okay. Well, I have Paris Campbell at 4,300. I have Cortland Sutton at 6,000. And then I have CeeDee Lamb at 7,500. Okay. All right. Um, Jordan, tight end, flex, and defense. At tight end, I took your advice, Brandon, and I went Greg Dulcich, 3,800. Beautiful uh, at, at flex, I got Tyler Boyd for 6,500. And... So I just guaranteed you two touchdowns. <laughs> and <laughs> I took the Patriots D for 3,700. Ooh. I like it, Jordan. Thank you. Josh? All right, I went with uh, Juwan Johnson in the tight end for 3,100. Nice. We got Donovan Peoples-Jones in the flex for 4,600. And the Saints D for 3,000. I thought for sure you were going to say you were picking Greg Dulcich when you said Sutton was going to throw a touchdown, or Dulcich was going to throw a touchdown to Sutton. <laughs> um, but uh, I have uh, Greg Dulcich as well for 3,800. I have Ben Skoranek, my flex for 3,900, and I have the Steelers defense for 2,300. Okay. You believe the Steelers D is only 2,300. I know. I love it. But All right. it's time for the punishment. Yes. Uh. <laughs> All right. Who are your wide receivers again? All right. I've got uh, Gabe Davis for 6,300, Cortland Sutton for 6,000, Paris Campbell for 4,300, and DPJ for 4,600. In the flex. In the flex. Okay. Ooh. Gabe Davis for 6,300, huh? Huh? Mm. Huh? <laughs> this could be an interesting one. Yeah, this is tough. Who Ooh. are you? Sorry, Ooh, who, were, who are your running backs? Uh, Barkley for 8,900. Cordero Patterson for 6,200. Okay. And his quarterback. Hang on. I might do. I might swap Cordero Patterson. <laughs> mm. There's a lot of juicy options you can swap Patterson for in the Yeah. Well, 5, I was thousands. thinking <laughs> I was I was thinking if I swapped him for Daryl Henderson, maybe I could start Daryl Henderson in League of Records. <laughs> I really need some, someone at the RB2 there trying to keep my season alive. So That is so great. I think I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do that. Cordero Patterson becomes Daryl Henderson. All right. Ooh. 
Thanks, You're welcome, dude. I was gonna, I was gonna say swap out the. Uh, so it's done. It's set. But I'm yes. gonna give, I was, I was gonna say, uh, take out um, Gabe Davis and give him DJ Moore. Oh, that should no. always be the punishment. You have to have DJ Moore. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Moore. Oh my gosh! And every week punishment. <laughs> okay, as long as it's been on the Sunday slate. <laughs> If you lose three weeks in a row, then you have to have DJ Moore on your team guaranteed, plus you get to lose a punishment. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I could have, I guess I could have gone Fields, but I could have only swapped him down to Dak or Yeah, Joe Dak Burrow. or Burrow. So you could have given him Burrow. I would have been perfectly fine with that. Nah. I, I like this could've, better. Could have saved, saved me. Like Burrow's going to end up okay. throwing three touchdowns to Boyd then. <laughs> so now, so now knowing knowing for sure that Daryl Henderson's scoring a touchdown, would you start Daryl Henderson or Isaiah Pacheco? Or Pacheco? Uh, Henderson. Pacheco. No, I, I still, I know that's like, yes, we've, we've jinxed it. He's going to score a touchdown this week. But Pacheco... But Pacheco's going up against the 30th ranked defense. And I actually like Pacheco this and week. And he's the third RB on their team. I still like I still like I still like Pacheco. But right now I've got Pacheco in the lineup, but I'm now I'm considering swapping that. <laughs> so. Jordan, I think you should ride it, man. You almost have to. It's worked every single week we've done this. Like, it's just how it goes. Daryl Henderson will have four touches. One of them will be a touchdown. You just guaranteed yourself a touchdown. That's what I'm worried about is that, like, is that that he's going to have, like, two targets, no receptions, and he'll, he'll have, like, Four, he's gonna score you. He's gonna score you six point four points. Yeah, four four carries, <laughs> eight yards, one touchdown. No way. Like, it's gonna be. It's gonna be like this, Jordan. Five carries for negative three yards, one reception for six yards and a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, but the good news for you is at least you have two guaranteed touchdowns this week: Dulcich and Tyler Boyd. Let's go. Let's Double go. Double dipping the guaranteeds. All right, guys. Yeah. I think that that'll do it. Well. Uh, that was fun. That was, I like this one, but dude, Yosh or Josh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> mine and yours, uh, lineups are so similar. It's, it's like a couple players that are going to decide ours. Every lineup that I didn't choose. Yeah. I'm, so I'm going to be first or last. That's for sure. Yep. This is going to be a crazy one. So. Like Ricky All right, well, you can. You can find us on our main Twitter at Best Coast FF, and you can find me at BCFF underscore Brandon. You can find me at BCFF underscore Jordan. And I'm at BCFF Josh. Also, I just wanted to take a quick second to thank everybody that's been listening, downloading, leaving reviews, everything we we hit. we sh- I think we're over the 1100 download mark now, which is absolutely incredible for us. You know, we're 41 episodes in. This is you know, been quite the journey for us. We're, we're getting a little bit more into this and having a little bit more fun with it. We hope you guys are starting to enjoy it a little bit more from us. Um, but we really appreciate everybody that's listening, you know, all over the place, uh, means a lot to us. So, um, definitely hit us up on Twitter though. Um, and next week we'll, we'll dive a little bit further into the fantasy playoffs and matchups in the playoffs and things like that. So we'll start diving into those type of things going forward. So, But uh, thank you, everybody, and hope you guys have a great week 11. And uh, I hope everybody except for Yosh wins this week. So, yeah, (laughs) because I play him. So, (laughs) 
All right. You guys have a great night. Thank you.